the Agile brand. Welcome to Season 6 of the Agile Brand, where we discuss marketing technology and customer experience trends, insights, and ideas with enterprise and technology platform leaders. We focus on the people, processes, data, and platforms that make brands successful, scalable, customer-focused, and sustainable. This is what makes an Agile brand. I'm your host, Greg Kilstrom, advising Fortune 1000 brands on MarTech, marketing operations, and CX, best-selling author and speaker. The Agile Brand Podcast is brought to you by Tech Systems, an industry leader in full-stack technology services, talent services, and real-world application. For more information, go to teksystems.com. Before we get started, I wanted to let you know that my latest book, Priority is Action, Seven Principles for Better Strategies, Decisions, and Outcomes, is now available. In it, I give ideas and insights for leaders and teams that need to make meaningful progress on their priorities. After all, our priorities are what we do, not what we say we'd like to do. You can find Priorities Action on Amazon or learn more on my website, gregkilstrom.com. Now let's get on to the show. Etail Palm Springs is coming up in a few weeks, and I'm excited to be attending as well as moderating a panel there. To get ready for the event, I've invited two of the event directors here, and we're going to talk about some of the top trends for retailers to watch out for and certainly topics that will be discussed in much detail at the conference. Tell me discuss these topics and more. I'd like to welcome Kristen Schoenstein and Elizabeth Robillard from Worldwide Business Research and event directors of Etel Palm Springs, February 26th through 29th in Palm Springs, California. Kristen and Elizabeth, welcome to the show. Thanks, Greg. Thanks so much, Greg. Thanks for having us. Yeah, looking forward to talking about this with you. Um, why don't we get started with you uh, both giving a little background on yourselves and what you're currently doing? Sure. I'll, I'll go first. Um, I'm portfolio director for Etail US. I, I work on the Palm Springs show and also the Boston event in August and basically developing content, recruiting speakers, you know, writing the agenda. So all kind of program development related things. And I've been doing it for many years, started at WBR in late 2010 and produced for three years before that. So been in the industry for a long time and working on retail now for for many years. And this is a, an exciting show. We're, we're looking forward to February for sure. Um, haven't been at WBR as long as Kristen, but almost I know, as I just long. aged myself, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> 2013, I started, so it's been a minute. But I also work with Kristen on coming up with the programming for Etail Palm Springs specifically. We do research with all of the retailers in the industry, um, which is really kind of how we craft all of our programs. Content is definitely king for us. But I also work on financial services events, which gives me a really interesting perspective on where the two different industries are compared to each other. Finance is very far behind. So it's always exciting mm -hmm. back to the world of retail and, and kind of jump back into the future. So that's a little bit on us. Wonderful. Well, yeah, looking forward to talking about this with you and definitely looking forward to the to the event uh, coming up here. So the first topic I wanted to talk about is this idea of hybrid or omni-channel excellence in retail. And certainly the new standard for retailers is that consistent and excellent omni-channel experience for, for their customers, um, you know, just across the board. Where are most retailers in terms of their maturity here? And, uh, you know, is this going to continue to be a focus in 2024 and beyond to catch up uh, to a few category leaders? I think, you know, omni-channel is definitely still a focus area. 
it's now table stakes, right? I mean, d- during the pandemic, everyone who wasn't where they were supposed to be had to quickly catch up and just put something in place as quickly as possible to kind of get to where they needed to be. So we're still seeing, you know, companies continuing to try new technologies and upgrade the experience and make sure it's as seamless as possible. So yes, I definitely still think it's a focus area for all types of retailers. Our customer expectations just continue to increase and we we want our orders to be, you know, filled quickly regardless of where we decide to shop. We're seeing a lot of focus on omni fulfillment and just really I think just continuous improvement because everyone else is doing it. So it's like you have to keep up with the pace of the pace of change the um and the expectations of the customer. So yeah, we're we're definitely hearing that as a high, high priority for all types of retailers. Yeah. What about the smaller or upstart retailers out there? Are they having a more difficult time um because of, you know, potentially less resources? Do they have an easier time because they're more nimble, you know, or are, you know, challenges between big and small retailers simply different, you know, when it comes to to achieving this omni-channel excellence? I would definitely say the challenges are, are just different for a smaller or upstart retailer. They are, like you said, more nimble. They're just more of a technology focused company. So they're able to kind of do things a little more quickly and have a better, experience. Um, we're seeing a lot of brands who started as e-commerce only, like the D2C brands um, branching out into bricks and bringing that that experience that they have. So, I, I mean, we're seeing, we're definitely seeing the smaller retailers do it well, but again, maybe they don't have the resources. They don't have the, the, the same kind of team size and funding that they need. And then the bigger retailers are kind of slowed down by just all the red tape internally, then trying to get all these teams to, to work together internally and legacy systems and things like that. So they just have their own separate challenges in making this happen. But we're definitely seeing a lot of improvement over the last couple of years, um, exponential improvement in, in Omnichannel for sure. So next next topic, certainly um, one thing top of mind for everybody these days and certainly for retailers, and I'm, I'm sure it's going to come up a, a few times uh, at, the, at the show coming up here, but you know, no conversation would be complete without bringing AI into things, right? So it is, you know, 2023, it was like the obligatory topic. And I think still bleeding into 2024, we're, we're still there. So, you know, like I said, we're probably going to hear plenty about it um, at the at the show. But it's been a, a whirlwind year for retailers trying to make sense of where and how to use AI meaningfully in their marketing and other areas of the business. Where do you see maybe one or two areas where you think AI has shown the greatest immediate impact in the last year? Yeah, I can definitely jump in here. I think where I'm personally excited about AI in the world of retail is thinking a little bit more about that backend optimization piece. It obviously, you know, it has its customer facing applications as well, but I'm a big fan of efficiency. So really anything having to do with sort of that efficiency play. And and I think two areas where that's really being seen in retail are on the search marketing SEO side and a little bit more on the inventory side. Specifically talking about search, it's interesting. We've been doing a search summit at at Etail, which is like a specific pre-day that we do for the past, I don't know, Kristen, 10 years. We've been doing the summit. Yeah, a long time. 
And it mm-hmm. seemed like up until about two or three years ago, we were sort of hitting a bit of a wall with what we could cover there. It seemed like a little staid, a little boring. The people who are really into it were into it. But this year with generative AI and everything that's happening with search, it's got this like resurgence and everyone's super excited about its capabilities, real-time bid optimization, audience targeting, ad creative, A-B testing, ad personalization. There's just so many ways that you can sort of rethink the way that you're doing search and SEO. So I'm, I'm personally super excited about that one, as well as I think inventory management. I think, you know, with everything that happened with supply chains during the pandemic, there was a lot of lessons learned, but there's still a lot of applications that AI can help with, um, monitoring, warehouse optimization, supply chain visibility, Again, just those things that take a, you know, sort of sluggish internal experience and revitalize it, which then in turn, of course, you know, helps the um, external customer experience as well. Um, Of course, there's super exciting customer facing applications, too. I don't want to forget about those personalized customer styling chatbots. But those are kind of feeling a little bit more old hat for me. I feel like the ones that I'm really excited about are really those those ones that are streamlining that back end. In effect, that's kind of what has to happen before anything on the front end can really happen. So that's kind of what I'm excited about. Of course, you know, everyone's still in this huge exploratory phase, which is something else that's really exciting about this arena right now. At Etail, you, you're totally right, Greg. We're going to have people talking about AI all over the program, <laughs> so many different use cases. <laughs> Um, But what was cool was just kind of hearing people's stories. I think people are using it in really unique ways. We're going to have a a great case study from a brand that did sort of like a gamified test to kind of bring everyone together and try to find some of the different ways that they could be using AI internally, which, you know, is hopefully going to spark some external ideas as well. So just kind of, you know, it's been exciting to hear all the different ways that AI can be used. And even for us at, at WBR, we're kind of learning new things that we can be doing with AI every day. We all learned this cool chat GBT Excel hack the other day that <laughs> nice. all of us were like shocked by. So yeah, um, yeah, nice. it's, it's really just honestly exciting. It's an exciting time and it's cool to just kind of be hearing the different the different things people are doing with it. If you're like me, it's hard to keep up with all the trends, fads, and critical concepts that marketing and CX leaders need to know about. To help, I've partnered with some of the world's most notable MarTech thought leaders to create the Agile Brand Guides book series. These are short reads, three hours or less, on important topics like generative AI, customer data platforms, MarTech infrastructure evaluation, and more. They're available in print, digital, and audio formats, and quickly get you up to speed on critical topics that leaders and aspiring leaders need to understand. Search for Agile Brand Guides on Amazon or go to the Agile Brand Guide website at www.agilebrandguide.com. That's agilebrandguide.com for more. Before we get back to the show, I just wanted to remind you to hit the follow or subscribe button on your app to make sure you get notified when new episodes of this show are available. Now let's get back to the show. What about, um, I mean, you mentioned several things there that uh, the retailers are doing some of them maybe a little ahead of of others. Are there areas where you know you're excited to see uh, maybe they we haven't seen the the potential or the greatest potential just yet, but there there's things kind of on the horizon there that are that you think are going to make a, an impact in retail. Yeah, I think what's interesting for me with AI is that I think 
in order to really unlock the full potential of it, you need to have a really robust and seamless backend technology system. You have to have really great data. Everything can't be siloed. So I'm more excited about what can potentially be pushed by the concept of AI. I think it'll push retailers and truly, you know, most brands to digitize, to be thinking more about their data, just to be making everything a little bit easier on the back end. Uh, and then, of course, you can unlock all of these fantastic applications as well. But I think I'm more excited about how it's pushing retailers to digitize on the back end to make their data more clean. And of course, you know, it'll lead to great cost savings. It'll lead to good innovation, but just kind of like setting that standard and that baseline for really good, clean, again, data and, you know, great uh, streamlined back office processes is what I'm super excited about. Obviously, I'm a bit of an efficiency nerd, um, <laughs> but that's just kind of what what I think is, is super exciting. So last thing I wanted to talk about is just, you know, in general, I mean, we, we touched on AI and, and we talked a bit about omni-channel and, and some of those things, but there's uh, competitive pressure, customer expectations, all of these things are, are continuing to push retailers to just innovate and find better ways, whether it's greater efficiency or providing better experiences, better sustainability, all, you know, and in many cases, all of the above. What are you seeing here as far as, um, you know, wh what are the trends here that retailers really need to be paying attention to in, I, I know this is a big question. So, mm -hmm. you know, in, in any or all of those areas, you know, what, what are you seeing that's, that's, that's really exciting? Sure. I can, I can speak to that. I think, um, as you mentioned, yes, it's a, it's a very competitive space right now and retailers are trying to figure out ways to grow, but grow sustainably and, you know, think about more of like long-term growth versus like quick, quick growth that is not going to last. And we've definitely seen companies experience that a lot of direct consumer companies who just grew too fast and then got in over their heads. So I think the, the name of the game now is just sustainable growth um, and just trying to find new paths, paths for growth, new opportunities. So we're doing some really exciting sessions on this coming up at our Palm Springs show, like related to partnerships and different ways to partner to capture new audiences and capture new avenues that way. Uh, we're seeing a lot of interest in retail media networks as another path. We're also seeing just growth uh, globally with brands looking to expand to, you know, to different global markets. So lots of areas, areas there. And then of course, the expansion to bricks stores aren't going anywhere. And right. a lot of retailers are realizing just how important they are. So for any retailer or, or brand that was strictly, you know, pure play e-commerce, we're definitely seeing them expand into bricks and then just continue to grow that way. And it's just a nice, um, we're seeing that symbiotic relationship between e-commerce and, and stores and where they're located in just um, the real benefits of, of bricks. So those are just some of the areas that that we're noticing. Yeah. And can you talk a little bit more maybe about the, the retail media networks? Um, you know, we've talked a little bit about that on this show, but, you know, certainly it's, it's been a little while and just want to see, you know, is, are there, are there new developments here? Is this something that is that more and more retailers are taking advantage of, you know, what, how, how should this be on their radar? Yes, for sure. We're seeing a lot of, of retailers invest in retail media or create their own retail media networks and just kind of figuring out ways that they can expand 
and get in front of more people using using retail media networks, especially with what's going on with you know privacy restrictions and third party cookies going away and things like that. There's definitely that push to try to access access data and get in front of of, of new people. So we're definitely seeing brands venture into retail media super super heavily. Liz, I don't know if you're if you're hearing the same, but <laughs> we're definitely covering it pretty significantly at, at the show and definitely for Boston as well. Would agree. And I mean, I think, you know, best first step like anything is just because there are so many options for different networks to get involved with is just uh-huh. spending the time doing the research, making sure that you find something that, you know, makes sense for for your brand. Uh, we're going to have a great panel on it at E-Tail, So definitely uh-huh. uh, nice. <laughs> stay tuned, pay attention to what we're going to be covering there. But yeah, it's it's super exciting. It's a again, you know, Kristen's totally right with with you know third party cookies. I think it's a, a great way to get in front of new, more targeted audiences. I think if you know enough about the networks that you're getting involved in, I think it's, you know, it, it can be a great way to get in front of a, a key demographic. So it's it's super exciting. Yeah, yeah. Well, Kristen and Elizabeth, thanks so much for joining the show. I've got one last question before we wrap up here. You know, after talking about these topics and uh, getting kind of a, a sneak peek of, of of some of the things that are going to be talked about at Etel Palm Springs, you know, I'm definitely excited. I'm looking forward to to coming out there. Um, what are each of you most excited about to see or hear at the event? Yeah, I can I can kick off. Um, we've got a great fireside chat that we're kicking off our first day with with. Target, uh, they're going to be talking about some of the partnerships that they've done. So I'm super, I love Target, big fan of the brand. Uh, what I love about being a producer is we get to invite our favorite brands and we get to learn about everything that they're doing. So that's that's always super exciting. And then another session with Pevolve, um, which if you don't know, it's a uh, sort of at-home exercise fitness apparatus and or, or fitness method. Um, and they did a really great partnership with Jennifer Aniston, um, over the last couple of years, and they're going to come and talk specifically about sort of how they they activated that. You know, I've seen those ads all over the place. So I'm super excited about that. And of course, Greg, excited to have you moderate a panel at ETEL too. Excited yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's so many sessions, it's like hard to to pinpoint. Um, I want to pick a to, favorite, to, yeah. <laughs> what to talk about. But one of the our favorites that we're really excited to kind of introduce to the show is we have a group called the Z Suite coming on. And they're a group of students who can speak to just trends that they're experiencing and give their perspective and just how they're interacting with social media. So it's almost like a focus group and they're coming. There's, I think, Liz, we have three or four students or four students maybe coming to, to join a panel with the CMO of Milani, which is a, a beauty brand and kind of give their perspective on what they're seeing. So it'll be really cool just to kind of get that perspective from Gen Z on the stage. So we're excited for that one. And then my personal favorite, we have Minted coming on to talk about the partnership that they did with Jason Kelsey and his family. So very timely, given the Travis and Taylor uh, (laughs) experience that's going on right now uh, to talk about that partnership. They they put that together in like 10 days and was a really successful, a successful initiative for, for, for Minted. So um, looking forward to that case study for sure. Nice. Like nice. It's our you know, 25th anniversary too. Yes. So we're excited about that. Been around since 1999. So we've got yes. a lot of kind of fun things 
to celebrate that. Um, we're definitely going to be doing some blasts from the past. Uh, we've yep. up some old brochures from way back in the day with some hilarious topics. Yes. It's hilarious how little the topics have actually changed, actually. But um, <laughs> really great, you know, you know, future, back to the future kind of stuff. So we're excited about that, too. Nice. Love it. Well, yeah, can't, can't wait for the show. And again, I'd like to thank Kristen Schoenstein and Elizabeth Revelard from Worldwide Business Research and Event Directors of ETEL Palm Springs, which is happening February 26th through 29 in Palm Springs, California, for joining the show. You can learn more about Kristen and Elizabeth, ETEL Palm Springs, and Worldwide Business Research by following the links in the show notes. Thanks again for listening to The Agile Brand, brought to you by Tech Systems. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to subscribe and leave us a rating so that others can find the show more easily. You can access more episodes of the show at www.gregkillstrom.com. That's G-R-E-G-K-I-H-L-S-T-R-O-M.com. While you're there, check out my series of best-selling Agile brand guides covering a wide variety of marketing technology topics, or you can search for Greg Kilstrom on Amazon. The Agile brand is produced by Missing Link, a Latina-owned, strategy-driven, creatively-fueled production co-op. From ideation to creation, they craft human connections through intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Until next time, stay agile. The Agile Brand. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.